Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Blockchain Super Conference is coming to Dallas, Texas, February 16, 17, and 18 in 2018. If you know of a better way to get the latest insider knowledge about crypto, to hear directly from the top minds in this field, to interact personally with 800 fellow crypto lovers, hodlers, investors, miners, traders, developers, and founders, then I'd like to hear about it. If you don't, then you don't want to miss out. Register today for the Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Blockchain Super Conference. Go to BitcoinSuperConference.com and register today as a super early bird to get the lowest rates on tickets and hotel rooms. That's BitcoinSuperConference.com. Welcome to Almost Here, Round the Corner of Future Technology podcast with Richard Jacobs. Future technologies poised to transform our lives for better or worse are the focus of this podcast. Almost Here means these technologies are now here and starting to be used. We're just around the corner from Bitcoin to artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more. Hi, this is Richard Jacobs with Future Tech Podcast. Uh, my guest today is one of our speakers at the Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Blockchain Super Conference held February 16th to the 18th in Dallas. Uh, Jason Brown, uh, head of marketing over at Komodo slash Supernet. Jason, how you doing? I'm doing fine. Thank you for having me. Can you talk about how uh, Komodo got started and how you guys have evolved and moved and you know changed the, the blockchain that you're working on? Sure. Uh, originally, uh started as a uh, project on the NXT blockchain. And we were working on building various uh, applications that, uh, you know, for interoperability between, uh, you know, different, you know, coins. And that led to the creation of a system called the multi-gateway, which was very popular at the time on NXT. And platforms today actually use it like waves. It allows exchanging of coins and the object deposit of a token proxy. However, the uh, limitations of the NXT blockchain and our secondary choice, Bitcoin Dark, um, it, it just wasn't uh, enough for our needs. And about a year ago now, uh, Zcash released its ZK Snarks private transactions. And we thought hey, this is exactly what we needed, um, is better than the technology that, that we built. And we had a ton of applications already built in. We were we decided to fork off of Zcash and create our own platform, Komodo, which uh, hmm. took all of our previous work from NXT and Bitcoin Dark and put it on this new ZK Snarks enabled chain. What uh, what were some of the limitations? Can you spell them out? And you know, how are things better now that you're on a forked version of uh, Zcash blockchain? Well, some of the limitations of uh, NXT is was the privacy uh, aspect. Uh, they they did have a coin shuffler, but uh, due to lack of participants, there really wasn't much in the way of privacy on NXT. Our lead developer JL seven 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 started working on a project at the time called Teleport, which was a, to put it simply, it's like a weaker version of what ZK Snarks does. What what ZK Snarks added to our capabilities is that the complete anonymity of all the addresses and transactions, um, transaction amounts that were going through the system if people decided to do the transactions. And uh, we already had a system to enhance that built before called Jumbler which automates the entire process and adds a few uh, additional features to help break other methods, you know, side channel methods of de-anonymizing transactions, such as uh, timing analysis and uh, knapsack attacks and, and, you know, similar types of, uh, you know, attacks on uh, transaction linkage. Hmm. So we decided to go with ZK Snark. It's just, 
it was the it, it is and still or was and still is the best anonymization out there um even more so than a, a monero or um other cryptocurrencies, which are uh, ring signature based. You know, I'm, I'm fascinated by this interplay between, you know, privacy and, um, you know, security, it seems like. So what what are some of the items that you guys are working on? You know, can you make transactions completely undiscoverable? De- you know, can they be de-anonymized? I mean, what what's the holy grail of getting this done? And, um, you know, what is the, I guess, quote unquote, other side doing? Try to find out more about transactions and, you know, de-anonymize everything. So what we have uh, built is a uh, system called uh, Jumbler, which it essentially takes all of uh, the transactions. uh, Basically, it automates them so that they go off all at the same time. Well, and this prevents uh, timing analysis attacks. If if an attacker knows that you are going to be sending a transaction at a certain time, and they, they can still point out which transaction that is and can see it. You know, eventually, when uh, and going from a Z transaction to a T transaction, they would be able to figure out who actually where the initial start point of the you know uh, the whole transaction uh, based. Um, another way people try to de-anonymize transactions is by uh, looking at the amounts that actually get sent. Now, in ZK Snarks, you can't see it if it's in a Z transaction, but eventually people have to send it out. So they typically look at either the, you know, the whole number amount, which would be called a, a knapsack attack, or they look at the, the decimal point amount. And um, they can determine, based off side-channel knowledge, uh, that a certain person sent it through the ZK Snarks at a certain time. So with our system, we combined uh, traditional coin mixing techniques, such as uh, uniform coin amounts, and uh, sending all the transactions at once, ZK Snarks transactions. So what, what this has the effect of doing is that everyone who uses the jumbler, all their transactions get sent at once and in uniform amounts, like of a 1,000 Komodo or 10,000 Komodo and so on and so forth. So that when they all get sent, all you see is a giant block filled with DK Snarks transactions. And the timing is staggered so people can't link up who sent what. And they can't just look at you know the blockchain and see, oh, here's a... You know, a, a Z transaction that went through, and it's like, oh, we can pin it to this guy because only one Z transaction was sent in this block. Instead, like every like couple hours or so, like a huge block of like you know twenty or thirty different Z transactions get sent at once. The uh, the transaction amounts are are even numbers. You know, what if people want to send it? You know, odd number transactions or have decimals in it? What, how do you restrict that? Okay. Um. Well, the the system itself, Jumbler, Rob. You know, we'll take the amount that you put into it and just break it down. And if it doesn't add up to um, the amount that you sent in, say you sent, uh, let's see, 14,399, it will send like a 10,000 and then four 1,000 transactions. And then the, the 399 will still be left in the system until you top it off to get it sent out. Or, you know, you can uh, manually send the money out if you. Uh, hmm. choose to do so. What about the uh, location of the sender and the location of the receiver, the physical location, you know, either the IP or you know, using GPS coordinates? I've heard that um, people analyzing Bitcoin transactions and wallet use uh, can literally see the physical location where a transaction originates or goes to. Uh, yeah, uh, the IP linkage is, is always going to be a big problem. Um, however, uh, currently we're working on uh, integrating uh, some services like I2P or, and Tor um, to help 
you know, obfuscate that. Um, however, we recommend always that, um, you know, do not send and uh, receive from the same physical location, which in today's day and age isn't uh, too difficult with the prevalence of Wi-Fi spots in nearly every, you know, city, town, you know, that you can find. So, um, you know, th there's still some steps that the user needs to take, but, you know, we tried to make it as, uh, you know, anonymous as possible for them without, you know, them going to extra lengths to uh, ensure their anonymity. Very good. Any any other factors that you see are important? Any other attack vectors that uh, you'd like to stop? Well, um, in, in terms of an, uh, anonymity, I think that you know, ZK Snarks does a very good job, and with our automation process, um, it you know does, makes it even better. You know the the, the only real thing that could enhance uh, this type of system is just we need uh, more and more people to use it. Uh, currently, we have several servers that are just randomly pumping out you know uh, jumbled transactions just so uh, you know to to help the people you know who are using it to provide them sort of a, a smoke screen, if you will. But you know the the biggest thing that could aid people's anonymity is that you know people just constantly using anonymous transactions because um, zk snarks is uh, based off of how many anonymous transactions are actually in you know that have been sent and if there hasn't been many sent you can sort of figure out which ones which um, like for instance in zcash itself the uh, the blocks that they mine are uh, done to z address so you can always consider that one Z Zcash, you know, uh, snark, you know, ZK snark transaction on their chain is going to be from a mine block. Um, you know, there's yeah, basically the the only thing I can see really to enhance anonymity for people is just that people need to become aware of how important it is um, that you know to, to you know keep private their finances, not not only just from bad actors but also from the state, especially with the recent you know crackdown. That has happened with uh, uh, in China regarding ICOs and and uh, you know with the SEC rolling on the Dow and you know possibly future pursuing of uh, different cryptocurrencies and uh, blockchain companies. So um, yeah, the, the best thing people can do is to send out as many anonymous transactions as, as possible to build the anon set so large that it's you know it practically impossible to figure out who sent what. Do you provide your jumbler service to other blockchains or maybe through atomic swaps? Uh, use the risk to further obfuscate, you know, get enough critical mass for it. Yes, yes. Um, uh, currently, uh, we we have in in it's in beta testing uh, currently, but it, it has worked. We can swap uh, BTC and uh, Komodo, um, but in, in actuality, it could be working for any uh, non-anonymous blockchain. The system works as such that you would send in uh, Bitcoin or Litecoin or whatever coin you wanted to anonymize, and it would uh, use our system, Barterdex, to atomically swap that Bitcoin or, or Litecoin or whatever into Komodo. And then the, the automation process of Jumbler takes the hold. It sends it from a transparent address to a private address, from another private address to a different private address, and then from that private address back out into the system. And then it does another atomic swap, so you have completely new coins, you know, um, from the original ones that you had. So, yeah, it, it could be used for basically almost any, any type of coin that we can atomically swap, which currently is uh, um, limited to Bitcoin compatibles and, uh, you know, uh, those that have check, lock, time, verify, 
enabled and uh, get TEX out enabled. And last couple of questions. What are some of the um, the biggest use cases or the upcoming ones for Komodo? What what role do you want Komodo to play on its own blockchain and with other blockchains going forward? Well, um, with the applications that we built out, we see Komodo as being sort of a nexus for all different kinds of blockchains. Um, in terms of uh, use cases, we see ourselves uh, promoting a white label blockchain creation solution, which we have through our asset chains, um, through our uh, cross-chain uh, decentralized exchange barter decks, and also uh, through our jumbler we just talked about. And additionally, in the, in the future, we, we hope to include a, uh, a crypto fiat peg system so people can actually exchange not just cryptocurrencies, but services and goods in a value system that doesn't fluctuate as much as, as cryptocurrencies. You know, currently, if you try to pay for something in cryptocurrency and you just send it, you know, you, you got your price at one time, five minutes later, you know, your coin might just dropped 20% of value. If you didn't go through, you might end up owing more money depending on who you're paying. So, uh, you know, mm -hmm. the fiat, fiat crypto systems are definitely one area that I think that we're, you know, um, we're going to show the world a different way to do things. All right, that's great. That's great. And, you know, last question. Um, again, you're going to be speaking in February at the conference. Uh, any developments that are coming out right before then, right then or right after then that you're going to be covering? Um, at, at the conference, uh, I hope to be talking about um, the cross-chain uh, atomic swaps because those are a very popular item right now. Both us, Zcash, and uh, several other coins are working on, on that technology. But uh, also comparing that to uh, Lightning Network, which uh, we are actually working on one of the first real-world implementations of uh, Lightning Network microtransactions uh, via a blockchain that we created called Chips, um, which will end up acting as like a, a betting and clearance platform. So I would like you know the, at the conference to talk to people about what are the different kinds of decentralized exchanges, like what's the difference between cross-chain and Lightning Network and you know, proxy token-based exchanges and things like uh, uh, BISC, making people more aware of, you know, the many different solutions that have been developed over the past couple of years and uh, show them why cross-chain exchanges are so important, even in the age of Lightning Network and proxy token exchanges. Yeah, just before we wrap, can you give just a quick reason? What's so, what is so important about cross-chain exchanges? What's the big benefit of it? Uh, the, the big benefit of cross-chain exchanges, comparing it to like proxy token networks, is that with a proxy token system like Waves or NXT, there has to be some third party that's actually redeeming it. And uh, comparing cross-chain exchanges to Lightning Network, Lightning Network works via payment channels, uh, which end up being tons of small uh, you know, transactions on uh, both sides of the channel, which isn't really necessarily good for uh, you know, when you have to transmit large amounts of coins. Cross-chain works really well in that aspect is that you don't have to trust any third party and you don't have to break down your coins into all these little small microtransactions, which um, is very uh, difficult from a coding perspective, at least from uh, my understanding from talking with our lead developer. Well, very good. Well, Jason, looking forward to having you guys to the conference. And, uh, you know, I appreciate your time today. This is really interesting stuff. Thank you. Thank you for having us on. And we're looking forward to, uh, you know, presenting there and, uh, you know, showing the world what uh, Komodo and Supernet has to offer. The Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Blockchain Super Conference is coming to Dallas, Texas, February 16, 17, and 18 in 2018. If you know of a better way to get the latest insider knowledge about crypto, to hear directly from the top minds in this field, 
to interact personally with 800 fellow crypto lovers, hodlers, investors, miners, traders, developers, and founders, then I'd like to hear about it. If you don't, then you don't want to miss out. Register today for the Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Blockchain Super Conference. Go to BitcoinSuperConference.com and register today as a super early bird to get the lowest rates on tickets and hotel rooms. That's BitcoinSuperConference.com. You have been listening to Almost Here, Around the Corner Future Technology Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Subscribe to this podcast, post a review, to discover more future technologies that are poised to transform our lives for better or worse, such as Bitcoin, artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more.